When you think of the word waste, what do you think about? I know it's like waste recovery or uh, waste products or it's just a waste when something is messed up. But when we talk about time wasters, it's not so much. Well, what were you doing yesterday? Ah, just wasting some time. We can't remember that God has determined the moments of our life. And every moment counts. doesn't mean we can't rest and relax and other things. But God never designed us as his people to be time wasters. My name is Trey Rhodes, and I'm the Connections Pastor here at Northwood Baptist Church. And it's good to have you along as we do our audio study guide of the Pastor's Sermon Series. That uh, We're covering Psalm chapter 90 this week, so if you uh, can get a Bible and start following along, it'll help you a lot. Uh, by the way, Pastor Tommy has preached this sermon already. It was preached on August the 28th, and you might want to go back and listen to the sermon before you listen to the rest of it. If you haven't already heard the sermon, we're in the message uh, or uh, we're able to not, uh, weren't able to listen. So that is available to you as well as other uh, products that you might need to help you along the way as you do small group study. But we'd like to welcome you, our Life Connection Group leaders and all the rest of you guys. It's great to have you along. And it's a privilege to have you along. If you're listening and not a member of Northwood, then we are telling you welcome to the show. It's great to have you along. And if you would like the paper products to go along with it, the, the outlines and other things, all you got to do is let me know, T-R-E-Y, Trey, at NorthwoodBaptist.com, and send me an email, and I will send you back information that will help you along on your small group. So whether you're around the world or in our country, state, wherever you are, you are welcome to join us as we do this audio study guide and study the book of Psalms right now. Well, as you know, we're in the book of Psalms and lots is going on at, uh, as we do that. Uh, the book of Psalms was designed, if you remember Pastor Tommy saying, to reflect the first five books of the Pentateuch, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. And so along and along, we are going through different parts to help us understand the rest of what we have already studied, many of us in the book of Genesis or whether in the book of Exodus or other, other places throughout the Old Testament, and using this now to help us to understand how we are now to live. How do we apply these things to our everyday life? Because there are lots of things that matter. Well, Pastor Tommy starts out by saying, I don't want to waste my time. And he talked about having a snake in his garage and wasting the whole day just about getting that snake out of his garage. He didn't expect to do that. Well, there are lots of times that things happen that we waste time. And so what Psalm 90 does, and by the way, Psalm 90 is written by Moses, if you remember. He, it's the oldest psalm in the Bible. And it was uh, interesting that Moses would write a psalm. Uh, Moses knew what it was like for time not to go as planned. You know, remember they wandered for 40 days, 40 years, excuse me, in the wilderness. And what, how long was it supposed to take? I think I originally said eight or nine when he said that, but about 11 days. So 40 years later, Moses then dies in the wilderness along with every single person in that generation who came out of Egypt, except uh, with, with the exception of their children and grandchildren and Joshua and Caleb, they were able to go in. And they, they, they complained, they were idolatrous, involved in idolatry and other things. They disobeyed God and really wasted time in complaining and all the things that they did. So here we are in Psalm 90, and 
the whole point of this is how then should we use our time? Obviously, it's not the way that Israel did. And I'm sure when Moses began this trek, he had no idea that he would spend his time leading this complaining people around in circles for 40 years, but that's exactly what he did. So we don't want to be that way. How do we not waste the time that God has given us? Well, there's three ways, and we're going to talk about them real quickly, and we're going to uh, survey this real quick, and then we're going to get into our discussion questions. Number one, when it comes to wasting time, I need to know that God holds all time in his hands. Now, let's go back to that question we said, why is the Psalm of Moses in the book of Psalms? Well, remember we start, we're now starting book four, and the theme is God is still king over all the world. Book three was, how could God abandon his king and his people? And obviously, uh, as they're in exile, many people think, again, that this is one of those uh, that was put into the book of Psalms uh, and used as they were in exile because it's a very similar situation where they were not where they belonged. So book four starts this way. Remember Moses, there is no deliverer greater in Israel's history. And when we talk about the Exodus, them coming out of Egypt, there's nothing in the Old Testament that compares to what God did to use Moses to bring his people out of the most powerful nation with the most powerful ruler in the world, Egypt. So Israel's greatest deliverer knew what it meant to live outside the land of promise. Moses uh, felt like those same people that were in exile in Babylon. This is not, he, he, just like they would, they were, uh, were saying, this is not how life's supposed to turn out. They were wandering around in the wilderness um, and doing what they shouldn't have been doing and wasting their time. Psalm 90 is telling us when your time on earth is not what we thought it would be, we need to sing the Psalm of Moses. Verse 1, Lord, you have been our dwelling place. Wandering in the wilderness, they were looking for a home. They were complaining about God not being enough. Remember, not enough food, not enough water, not enough protection. Even though God provided, wasn't enough. They said, hey, we, we're ready to go back to Egypt. We want to eat garlic and onions by the Nile. You know, Not only were they complaining, but then they turned to idolatry, worshiped that golden calf as we read about in Exodus 32. So how much time did the Hebrews waste complaining about what God didn't have uh, instead of turning to idolatry? You know, they just wasted time. They, they, they should have been spending time worshiping the one that they did have. And then they had the audacity to complain with the consequences of their rebellion with wandering in the wilderness. Lord, you are our dwelling place. That's what they missed. It's, and, and to tell you the truth, it's what we miss. Life is about abiding in the one who created us and loved us. It's not about being selfish and trying to get what we want out of life. Moses said, we can't forget who you are. You are the eternal one. You are eternal. We waste a lot of time because we forget who God is, eternal. Above time, it holds every second of our existence in his hand. God is eternal, sovereign over all time and all history. He created it. He ordained it. He is working in time to accomplish his purpose. As we, we even find out to God, a thousand years is like a few hours of the night. So God is eternal, but you are not. First bullet point. You get a few short years. He's going to return you to dust. Verse 3 says you return mankind to dust. And the eternal God holds your life in his hands. He's going to eventually end your days. In verses 5 and 6, that you end their lives. They sleep. They're like grass that grows in the morning. In the morning, sprouts it grows. By evening, it withers and dries up. That's our lives. This gets to the basic questions of life. When we start to ask, well, then why am I here? What am I supposed to do while I am here? So if God is eternal then, then 
Second bullet point is you find your reason for existing in his story. Life isn't your story, it's his story. It's not by accident, I don't think, that it's called his story. His story. It's a waste of time to try to live your life outside of that story and what Hebrews did in the wilderness and what they did in the promised land, what led them is what led them into exile. They using time to live for their desires. So we got asked the question, why do you exist? Because in eternity past, God determined to create people who would live to worship. That's why we exist. Third bullet point, you find your purpose in his purpose. So we want to find purpose and, and plan for what God wants from us. Then we need to ask, what am I to do? Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2 says, We are to present our bodies as living sacrifices, holy and acceptable. That is our reasonable service of worship. We live for his glory. That's it. Because of what the eternal God has done for us to bring a sinner like you and me into his family. Give your life in response to him. Where should I live? What should my career be? What kind of house? You know, those are good questions. What kind of house should I have? Those are good questions. But the primary question is, how can I use whatever God has given me to give him glory? So the first thing we do is we need to know that God holds all time in his hands. But the second thing about time wasters is we to not waste our time is I need to make the most of the time that God has given me. Now we get to verse 7. It says, For we are consumed by your anger, we are terrified by your wrath. Now, it starts out pretty rough. That's not very encouraging. Moses thinking about how terrible he is and sin, sinful and that we deserve the punishment and the judgment of God. Who are we? And, you know, we know who God is and what he's up to. And when we think about what we deserve, it really can terrify us. So what did God see? He saw that they complained. He saw their lack of belief. Moses knew the terror of God in Exodus 19 and the fiery presence of God descending on Mount Sinai. He said, if you touch the mountain, you're going to die. Or remember the 250 sons of Korah in Numbers 16 that the earth swallowed up because they rebelled. So in verses 7 to 11, what are we taught? We're taught the fear of God. I know that God knows everything about me. I don't answer to others. I answer to him. So as a Christian, I don't fear punishment from God. I don't fear that God will take away my salvation. But remind your life connection group, we do stand in awe of him. And I know that my whole life is lived out before him. He sees everything. So I take my sin seriously. And I take my obedience seriously. I am accountable for the time he's given me. Fear of God is like fearing an earthly father. Pastor Tommy told the story of his dad. His dad's never going to kick him out of the family, but he knew that there were consequences for his actions. Moses said our iniquities are set before him, and he sees our secret sins and brings judgment on those who reject him. Verse 10 tells us that our lives last 70 years. That's short, short life. If on the outside you have 80, you're filled with sorrow and struggle. Even though, feel, even though you are filled that way, the question is, will you walk in the fear of God? So we have verses similar to Hebrews chapter 4, verses 12 and 13, where it tells us that nothing's hidden from God's sight. He actually knows the thoughts and intents of the heart. So, ask this. Who or what do you fear the most? Because whatever you fear the most will determine how you spend your time. If you worry about what people think, then you're going to spend time serving them, being in their good graces, making them happy. If you think, what do people think of me, then you're going to do the same sort of things. But when you're controlled by the fear of God, it affects the way you use your time. Verse 12 reminds us of that. Teach us to number our days carefully so that we may develop a wisdom of our, in our hearts. 
Teach us to number our days. Now, Moses, help us to know the time is short. We need to spend our time. Why? Honoring you. That's why. We do that with every moment that God has given us. Because I fear the Lord, I want to number my days. I want to use my time wisely, and I don't want to waste my time. Now, remember that time is not yours to waste, but first bullet point is this. It belongs to God for you to steward. We steward what God has given us. Again, remember what I told you. Wasting time does not mean that you don't go on vacation and enjoy yourself. It doesn't mean that you don't have a good time. You, you know, don't put a guilt trip on your people that they have to somehow you know, go out and, and do uh, mission trips all the time and all these things. But we don't want to waste the time. See, taking time off is a good thing to do because it helps us refresh and recharge. Take response, second bullet point, though, is for take responsibility for the time that God has given you instead of making excuses. You know, well, I, I didn't do it because I was too busy. I was just overwhelmed. And remember, when you stand before God and realize that you've not invested enough time in getting to know Him on earth, you think you're really going to tell God, the King of the universe, the one who created all things, I was just too busy. How about this? Fourth, fourth bullet point, don't plan your time or you'll waste your time. Make a plan. Or your plan will take, what other people will plan for you, I can guarantee you that. And a lot of times things you don't want to do. Focus on attainable goals. You know, make the, make the commitment to read the Bible in a year. Uh, make a commitment to do discipleship for the next year. Make a commitment to say, hey, I'm going to start leading family devotions. Okay, all those things. And then fifth bullet point, don't wait. You know, it's, it's something that we need to do and we need to do now. Now, the third way that we don't waste time is this. And we've talked about the first two. First one being, I know, I need to know that God holds all time in his hands. The second one being, I need to make the most of the time that God has given me. And now the third, I need to long for the one who makes time better. Verses 13 to 17. He says, Lord, how long? Turn and have compassion on your servants. So Moses intercedes for the Hebrews. He's from the, from the start, have compassion. He, he goes on to talk about verse 14, satisfying the morning with your faithful love. You know, because he won't, we need him to do that. Instead of pouring out the judgment and anger that we deserve, we ask for grace. And the reason is, is because our days are short. It helps to find satisfaction in you. Establish for the work of our hands. Help us to live for your purpose. Establish the work of our hands, O oh God. We're asking God to help us to do the things that we need to be doing to bring honor and glory to him in his kingdom and building his kingdom. Now, Psalm, Psalm 90 is a reminder that Israel has a great interceder. His name is Moses. And to people in exile who are exiled because of sin, which includes you and me, we need an interceder. And that intercessor is Jesus himself. That's who we have. Imagine that. They had Moses. We have Jesus. So the book of Psalm points us to our need for an intercessor, one who will give us a better day, Jesus. Galatians 4, verses 4 through 7. You might want to read those in your class. It says, God perfectly working in time. He's working in time to bring about, to save us from our sin through the gift of his son who used his time generously and perfectly. Now, we will never use our time perfectly, but thank God Jesus did. And the greatest use of Jesus' time was to give his life away on a cross, to die for you and for me. We had all rebelled against the God who made us, but God loved us and sent his son to rescue us from our sin, to save us. He took our punishment that we deserved so that we could be forgiven. There might be somebody in your life connection group that has never made that decision. Today can be the day when they surrender to him.
So if there is an unbeliever in your class, tell, explain to them they can right now, today, before they leave this place, they can give him their life and find satisfaction. But to the believers, and that's most of the people in your life connection group, are you wasting your time on you? Then some people in your life connection group need to repent. I need to repent. If we'll be honest with each other, we probably all need to repent. See, Jesus makes time better because he grows me in satisfaction. That's our personal growth. He grows me in usefulness. That's our mission, grow, growing as, as a mission. He's preparing me for a better time. That's eternity. So repent of wasting time. Make a plan for personal growth and mission growth and enjoy time by using it wisely for God's glory. All right, let's jump into the discussion questions. And as you know, we're in I don't want to waste my time. So let's talk about honesty time, first of all. Uh, and this is a good one. How about this? If you could plan your time each day without any interruptions, what would an ideal day look like for you? Now, you're going to have all kinds of things all over the planet, and surely you're going to have some good uh, times. Go around the class, not just one person, and uh, kind of make it short, you know, and you can start by saying that. Let's, you know, 30 seconds or so, just kind of give a, a perfect planned day for you. What would it be, all right? You're going to get into the thoughts and intents of the heart a little bit. But if one of these others, um, like what is a time waster, you want to use some of those, certainly do. All right, well, let's examine the text. And we remember we talked about Psalm 90. This is question number one. Psalm 90 was written by Moses. So why is this significant? Moses was in exile for 40 years outside and never got to go back, remember. And now these people are reading this. They are in exile and they need to, they need to sing the song of Moses as we talked about. They need to rejoice and, and not waste time like Moses was a part of. Now why do you think there's a psalm written by Moses at this point in Psalter? We just talked about that. All right, Psalm 90, verse 1. Why is it significant that Moses starts his psalm by declaring God is his refuge? He knew that he was the one that he was going to hang on to, that he was going to be the one that would be able to accomplish things as he would go and he would spend his time with God. God was his refuge. They need, and that's why they needed to sing this psalm as, as his dwelling place. Wandering in the wilderness. Remember what they were doing? They were looking for home. And so God was enough for them. He is their dwelling place, his refuge. Let's read Psalm chapter 90, verses 2 through 6, and ask the question, how do these verses speak to the eternality of God? Well, it starts by saying, before you gave birth to the earth and the world, from eternity to eternity you are God. And then verse 3, it says, you return, to man, you return mankind to the dust. So it's a very huge way of God just saying, hey, listen, I'm eternal, you're not. God holds us in his hands. The eternal God holds our very lives in his hands. He, he eventually is going to end our days and, on this earth. and That's why we ask the questions like, why am I here? What am I supposed to do? Let's read, okay, let's, uh, what does it matter? Why does it matter God is eternal? We talked about all that just now. Why, how does God's eternality affect your daily life? God, if I'm here, what am I supposed to do today, right? To teach me to number my days. All right, Psalm chapter 90, verses 7 through 12. What do these verses teach you about the anger of God? Well, it starts out that way by saying, For we are consumed by your anger, we are terrified by your wrath. 
And it is because of the mercies of God that we are not consumed every day. It doesn't say that here, but it says it in Lamentations 3, 22 and 23, doesn't it? Great is his faithfulness. Um, so what do these verses teach us about the anger of God and our response to his anger? When, when we understand that God is who he is and that God is doing what he wants, it gives us great fear to know that when we are not doing what he wants, that we, are under, we stand in judgment of God. It gives us fear. Now, we don't fear punishment from God. We don't fear that God's going to take away our salvation, but we do stand in awe of God. So these verses call us to fear that God. That's what verse 5 asks. Uh, the next uh, question asks, excuse me, these verses call us to fear God. What does it mean to fear God? Fear of God is I know that God knows everything about me. I don't answer to others. I only answer to him. It's what we call we live our lives for an audience of one. We live our lives for an audience of one. That's because we fear that audience of one. We have awe and great respect for what God has done. So how do we walk in the fear of the Lord? It's, again, it's, it's, it's knowing that we're accountable to God for the time that he's given me. That's how we do it. Number six, read Psalm 90, verse 12, and we'll read that together. Teach us to number our days carefully so that we may develop wisdom in our hearts. So how can we do a better job of numbering our days? Uh, we talked about that. Remember that time's not yours to waste. It's, it's uh, given to us to steward. And that's number one point. Number two, take responsibility for the time is given you instead of making excuses. Uh, too often we make excuses and why we waste our time. And then we plan our time so we don't waste our time. And then fourth bullet point, we focus on those attainable goals, things that God has given us, things like I can read the Bible in a year, I can be in a discipleship group, I can lead my family in devotions, I can share the gospel with five people over the next five months. And then finally, because we're numbering our time, don't waste our time and don't wait. Don't wait till tomorrow. Start today. All right, Psalm chapter 90, verses 13 to 17. And uh, once again, we'll start reading that. It starts by this, Lord, how long? Turn and have compassion on your servants. Satisfy us in the morning with your faithful love so that we may shout with joy and be glad all our days. Um, how do these verses point us to the gospel of Jesus Christ? Well, we're asking God not to pour out his anger. We're saying, God, pour out your grace. Satisfy us in the morning with your faithful love, your grace. So we want to find satisfaction not in this world that we live in. We want to find satisfaction in you. And that's why we ask him to establish the work of our hands. That means we, we ask God to help us to live for his purpose. Jesus is the greatest intercessor there ever was. And we have access to that intercessor every single day. He is our intercessor. He is the one who has made a way for us, for us to be satisfied with God's faithful love and to live for the work that God has established for us. And he is working in time. God works in time now to make us who he wants us to be. We'll never use our time perfectly, but we can thank God that Jesus did. And he, the best way he did that was giving his time on the cross. You know, we often say that he paid my time, but he paid my time with his time on the cross. All right, um, let's apply the truth. What needs to change about the way you think about God based on the passage of Scripture? Maybe you need to start thinking of the eternality of God. Maybe you need to start thinking of the wrath of God. 
those things draw us to God so that we are doing the things and pleasing God and how he would want us to be. But let your people talk a little bit about that and let them say, this is what needs to change. Number two, what needs to change about your view of time based on this passage of scripture? Because God is eternal, then if God is eternal, then we don't need to be time wasters, right? We go back to the five bullet points we just talked about. Um, we talk about that God's eternal, I'm not. That's why we find purpose. We find our reason for existing in the story that he made through the word of God, through Jesus Christ, and now living it out through us. Number three, how can you enjoy the time God has given you without wasting it? Well, we enjoy it by recognizing that God gave us what he gave us, and we spend our time to honor and glorify him. We spend our time building his kingdom. We spend our time doing the things that really matter the most, the things that one day when we stand before God, we're not going to be afraid to stand before God. We know that time is short. We're going to spend our time. So what are, we're going to spend our time honoring God. And so that's why we are taught to number our days. All right, let's respond to the truth. Why do you think, or excuse me, what do you think God is calling you to do in response to Psalm 90? So for your people, that's going to be, uh, you know, being, uh, thinking that God is the eternal one. He holds me and my temporary life in his hands. He holds my life in his hands. Uh, and so I'm going to give my life to him. I'm not going to waste my time anymore. I'm going to make sure that I'm on target and on fire for God. Uh, so how would Psalm 90 inform, uh, inform the way you pray this week? Well, this is obvious, isn't it? Lord God, please help me to have purpose in what I do. May, may I please you with the time that you've given me. May I be a good steward of the time you've given me. Lord, may I live my life for eternity and not for the temporary, not for this world. And then finally, number three, what do you need to do this week to use your time better for God's glory? For some of you, it's going to be, I need to start family devotions. For some of you, it's going to be, I need to start reading my Bible. Not tomorrow, start today, read my Bible in the next year. For some of you, it's going to be, I just need to spend more time with my husband, my wife. For some of you, it's going to be, I need to invest my time in, in things that matter. And that starts in class for me this Sunday. That starts at my work. Maybe you say in the next five days, five months, I'm going to share the gospel five times. All right? All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for being a part, and I appreciate your time, uh, spending your time here. And I will hope that this is a good time, a good way to spend your eternity uh, time. Uh, when you do eternal things, that certainly the audio study guide will help you as you help people understand the Word of God and to apply it to their daily lives because the entire Word of God is that way. There's two things that the Bible's always going to do. It's always going to be ap applicational, and number two, it's always going to point us to Jesus. So uh, there's nothing wasting time when you're learning so that you can teach others. Do it and do well, okay? I look forward to seeing you Sunday. And hope that God just used you in a great way. And if you're gone for this Labor Day weekend, then enjoy yourself. And uh, we'll be all rested up and ready to go when you get back. All right? Well, thank you, and let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you for the blessings of all good things. I pray, O oh God, that you would help us to serve you, please you, and honor you in what we say and do. And Father, I also pray that uh, this day might be a day that we give to Christ. This week might be a week that we give to Christ. This year might be the year, and the rest of our lives might be that 
year so that we can say, Lord, you taught me to number my days so that I could develop a wisdom in my heart, develop wisdom in my heart. Lord, thank you that you are the eternal God and you give me purpose and you give me plan. You give all of us in this Life Connection group. Lord, if there's someone here that doesn't know you as Savior and Lord of their lives, may this Sunday be the Sunday that they accept Christ as Savior and Lord of their lives, changes them forever, and they begin to live for eternity. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you guys. Have a great Sunday.